Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Imelda. Hi, I'm Michael. And we, and we are, are Jim on Movies. Movies. Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, this is our second podcast and we did have some feedback from a very enthusiastic listener named Debbie in England. Um, so yes, there will be spoiler alerts as we talk through some of these movies. Um, some of these movies are over 100 years old and I think it's really important to kind of discuss the movies. And, and if you haven't seen some of these movies before, shame on you. If you have seen them, watch them again. Some of these movies are historical and they're wonderful. And let's start the discussion tonight. So Imelda, the first movie is Metropolis. First movie is Metropolis indeed. 1927 German movie, our first sci-fi movie, first mention of a robot. So naturally I was gonna love it anyway. It is kind of set in, it's something like you see in every sci-fi program that's followed. The top of the city is all clean and everybody's in dressed in white and everybody's wonderful. And then I have all the workers underneath, a slave to the machines. And part of this then is our lovely Maria, who is kind of like a pacifist and all the workers listen to her. And of course, this is not, the guys on the top are not happy about it. So they make this evil robot Maria who causes chaos through the city. But in the long run, herself, Maria, the good Maria, and Fritz, one of the guys from the city, who I think is the son of the kind of boss. Yes. They save the city anyway. But it's it's a really good movie. It's really entertaining. Um, yeah, I liked. I kind of liked everything about it. I had seen it before, and I was more blown away by it the first time I saw it. Whereas this time I wasn't as blown away because probably I've seen more silent movies. When I saw it the first time, I hadn't seen any other silent movies in years. What did you think of it, Michael? Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely really really loved it um the first part of it i think why i enjoyed it so much was because of the set designs um it had you know the huge um machines and it kind of emphasized that people were part of this machine you know they, they were going in tune with movement of the machine and when um, the protagonist ran into the underground world and seeing this whole new world for the first time, he could see um, there was a big explosion and he could see like this kind of metaphor that all these people were being sacrificed into mm-hmm. um, the machine and so if these children were being dragged into the building, into the machine and just kind of shows like in itself that, you know, the value of human life mm-hmm. is yes. anything that's important and just and, and somebody died, we replaced with another part, like uh, another body. So if, if like machine part, if it breaks, you replace it with something else and you throw out the other one. And that's it. And it kind of goes along the lines of this Marxism, um, the value of it and stuff. So the, the, the rich working, you know, rich people, they live up on top, they play games, they see Fred running, playing games, he's chasing women, he's running this beautiful garden. <laughs> Unless everyone's down on below is, um, Doing all the jobs, um, and you know, so it's the to two worlds of it. Um, yeah, you talked about the the robot, um, the costumes in that was fantastic and stuff. There's something I read before, and we we discussed as well, Imelda, about how um, um, she was kind of put into this costume, it was really really painful and stuff, but it, on screen it it looked fantastic. Um, Yes. Saying that I would like that costume. If I could get that for a Halloween costume, I would wear it. I'd, like I'd put it up with the comfort. Well. <laughs> I'd put up with the discomfort. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. Okay. Um, I also quite like the music on it. Um, I thought it was a nice music score on it. Um, I like the kind of message the hand about the head and the heart has to be a mediator. Yeah. Um, so it's showing that, you know, yet you can you can be logical. And you can be emotional, but the two things combined, that's what makes the value of, of a person, you know, and it has to be the head and the heart and stuff, and, and has to be a kind of vice to that too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the whole scene when he afraid of ran out of the building and under the ground part of it, and he came to, to see the city skyscrape, 
and had all the special effects on it. The, um, the planes going past, the trains, the cows, everything. These huge magical cities like, and stuff. They just showed like the how yeah. I suppose films could be that visual in that particular. You know how how they can represent something. It's something to create a whole new world, and then we, yes. we see it on 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 the screen. Uh, and I liked the bit where it had um, the people walking, moving from, you know, people who were going from the, who was finishing work and they were going home and they were walking quite slowly. And the people who were going to walk, they were walking a little bit faster because um, it had a little bit of energy. Uh, but you can see, oh, I was just like clocking and clock out. And it, it reminded me of um, you know, walking in a funeral, walking into a coffin, that kind of slow step, and as if nobody was happy. Yes, one was moving faster, but the both of them were, were miserable because they knew what, what was about to happen. Um, for me, the only thing I I felt the story was a bit too long. I don't know. I, again, we, we talked about in the last last podcast how um, these, sometimes this is difficult because they, um, the black and white, the silent movies, and we're, we're so used to colour films and, and action happening all the time and one thing moving after another. So it's still trying to train your brain into enjoying long movies, but it was still struggling a little bit for me. And I, one thing I didn't notice when I've seen this before, but I didn't notice it, was there was some kind of, um, all the good ones had a cross, you know, with Maria, she, she had a cross behind her and things like that. I didn't know, and there was, the, the inventor had a, like a Star of David on, on his door and, and behind him as well. So maybe some kind of anti-Semitic, um, religious thing involved in that as well and stuff. But I did I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. Yes. Apparently it was Hitler's favorite movie. Well <laughs> I, 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 if what I'm saying is true, then that that would support Hitler and stuff. Yeah. Well and stuff. Yeah. What, no like what like this is this was German exceptionalism. So I think you're we might be reading too much into it because if you look at all the movies we've watched so far, like intolerance, like it was all historical, huge set pieces, historical. This was incredible because it was futuristic. You're like who the director is designing the future. And you look at those cityscapes, like you say, um, there are cities that look like that nowadays with all the big tall skyscrapers, you know, the elevated freeways and the elevated motorways, um, all the underground cities. Like we're describing any kind of big modern metropolis. Um, so I think we might be reading too much in. Of course, it was yeah. his favorite movie because it was just absolutely exceptional. Could be just his favorite movie because it was a good movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I just thought that the 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 cityscapes and the scenes and all that was wonderful. Um, it was the first movie, like we, like I said, that it was just a completely new world, like somebody inventing something from scratch. I loved how the workers were all dressed in black and all the, the kind of the bosses were all dressed in white. And you had all of that kind of contrast between the workers, like what you were saying, Michael, that kind of Marxism, like the, the bosses really didn't care about the workers and the workers were, you know, just father really for for the bosses. That really played true. Um, for anybody that's a music fan, Kraftwerk have a song called Metropolis. And if you have ever watched a Kraftwerk video or seen them live, there's a scene in the movie where the workers are like robots and they're moving like robots and and Kraftwerk, that's how they are on stage. They kind of move like robots. So I was watching this and I was thinking of Kraftwerk and again, another great German, um, you know, artists. Um, what did you score it, Michael? Uh, I scored it at eight out of ten. I think the okay. same scores. Uh, and Amela, what did you score it? I was seven, but I think I was meaner on it this time because when I saw it a couple of years ago, I was blown away by yeah. it, and I wasn't blown away by it this time. Yeah, probably because I've seen more silent movies, as I was saying. And but back when I saw it a couple of years yeah, ago, yeah. I hadn't seen silent movies or for long, for years and years and years. So. But um, maybe I was a bit harsh. I think it's a... a you go, give it eight as well. I did. I, I, I look at it and this guy invented a whole new world. Like, this was modernism. Um, it's wonderful. Like, I had never seen that before. Like, of its time, 1927, for somebody just to create this whole futuristic world. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, it's also... 
um, part of the German Expressionism movement yeah. that was popular at that particular time. Yeah. Uh, there was other movies, and Fritz Lang was one of those directors that yeah. really, you know, shadows and lights and lines and all those things kind of representing people's state of emotion, things like that as well. So, yeah, um, for me, I think I'd give it an eight only because if it started after the first hour, I think I would have given it a 10. Yeah, right. it, 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 I felt it's a story. It's long. It, yeah, it's long. It's two and a half hours. Yeah, it's long, and it it, it drags on in place. And I think that's why I just dropped a few yep. points. I I think I've worked out why the two boys gave it a higher mark than I did. There, there maybe it might be the robot Maria yep. in barely dressed dancing well, manically around a nightclub. It's art. Might be something to do with it. It's art. It's art. It's art. <laughs> so, yes, you know, it's Joseph on the Okay, will we go on to the next one, or does anybody have anything else to add to Metropolis? No, no, I think I'm. Okay, we're going on to Sunrise, a song of two humans. John, you want to start off this because you gave this ten. This was my first ten. ten I think ten. one of the only tens I've given. I had never heard of this movie, didn't know anything about it. Again, it's a 1927 uh, silent movie, German movie. Um, another German expression is a movie directed by. More now, I don't know how to pronounce that right. Um, this movie, actually, before I even get into the the the, the story, uh, this movie won the very first Oscar for um, for best movie, and the lead actress Janet Gaynor won the very first Oscar for her role as um, best leading actress. So, a little bit of trivia about this movie. Um, so. The, the movie starts with kind of um, an affair um, about a, a man from the countryside, a, a woman visiting from the city kind of lures this man and seduces this this kind of simple um, rural man who's married with a, with a kid. Um, Janet Gaynor plays the wife um, and we see their clandestine interaction and their kissing and then the, the city woman kind of convinces the husband that he should kill the wife so the two of them can be together and they plot how they're going to do this so they say okay bring the wife out on a boat and kill her and then you know we'll gather reeds and we'll make kind of a floating device for you and we'll say that the boat topples over um, and you you save yourself and we'll be together forever so anyway they, they do this plan and the next day the the husband asked the wife to go out on a day trip and the wife was like yay great um and you can see that the husband is really like he's broken and he's torn and he doesn't and they get on the boat and he he kind of moves to to kill her and the wife freaks out and she's like oh my god what's happening and the way they done this was was just amazing the camera work and everything i was like oh my god what's happening you were even like what is he doing <laughs> and you could see that he was towering over the wife and the wife was kind of really small in stature and the wife is pleading for her life on the boat and then the husband realizes that he can't go through with it anyway the boat gets to the other side of the lake and the wife scarpers she she flees gets on a tram into the city and the husband follows her and the husband is pleading with her on the tram to forgive her and she wants nothing to do with him. And then she flees through the city and the husband is following her, trying to, you know, get, you know, get back on her good side after trying to murder her. Um, <laughs> so they're going through the city and he's buying her gifts and she doesn't want anything from him. Um, and then they see a, a, a bride and a groom coming out of a church. And they go into the church and the husband is pleading for forgiveness and <clears> that he completely breaks down and the wife forgives him in the church. And then it, what follows is just this wonderful day in the city. They, they go and they, they go to the restaurants and they go to the fair and the cityscape is all like surrealistic and really crazy, weird camera angles and I taught the music in this. I was looking for the soundtrack of this for the last four months and I can't find the damn thing. Um, I loved it. Um, and then they have a wonderful day and you can see that they're in love and you can see the husband, is no, his stature, he's, whereas at the start of the movie, he was all kind of bent over and he had the, the weight of the world on his shoulders. And at the end, you know, when they're in the city, he's standing aloft and the wife is standing aloft and you can see that they're clearly in love. So then at the end, they they get on a boat to go back home and a, and a storm kind of a real bad storm blows in 
and the the boat is rocking back and forth and then the boat capsizes and I was like you gotta be freaking kidding me here like what is happening so the husband remembers that he had the bales of reeds that he made with the, the the woman he was having an affair with that he had on the boat and he he straps them around the wife and then anyway it it, it ends and that he's on the beach and he's alive and the wife is nowhere to be seen and i'm like no no this is not happening so i am actually like mel i can't cope like i was so invested in this story i'm like i'm out i'm not going to watch another movie again as long as i live so the husband goes back to the house and he's like mourning the death of his wife and then the woman that he was having the affair with comes in and she thinks great he's he's actually done it because he can hear everybody kind of looking for the body of the wife and he, she's like delighted and said you did it um and the husband is you know he 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 goes to kind of strangle the 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 woman that he was having the affair with because he you know he's obviously in love with the wife and then in the distance you hear this call like we found her and he scarpers and he can go down and at this stage i'm like is she dead like are they going to pull the body out of the water they pull the body out of the water i'm never watching the movie again and of course she was alive alive. and i was like jumping for joy and (laughs) i was so into this movie she her performance janet gaynor was incredible like and the guy was was really great you didn't have much sympathy for him um i thought his acting was fantastic because you could see he was tortured yeah right at the start the first half of the movie you could see how tortured he was and Janet Gaynor, it's an American movie. It's American movie, yeah. yeah. Okay, G- German director, yeah. All right, and uh, you could see how upset she was when her husband was trying to kill her, which <laughs> is natural enough, I think, if your husband is trying to kill you. But their their acting was fantastic. But for me, it was like the first part of the movie was one bit, the middle part was something else. But then it did tie it all together in the end, which I liked. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the cameras, the special effects were very good. The, you know, when they're walking through the city and like all the traffic has gone around them. They did that special yeah. effects. Obviously, they didn't go walking through traffic. Uh, yeah, no, I thought the acting was brilliant. I'd heard the name Janet Gaynor, but I'd never seen what yeah. she looked like or yeah, I couldn't get over how, how brilliant the acting was. Definitely. Yeah, I, I lived every and scene of the movie. Yeah. Like It was now, dark only... then it was light. It was sad. Then it was happy. You know, it, it was just went everywhere. <laughs> I only gave it seven and a half. Oh, no, I, I mean, I liked it, but I yeah, I, I it didn't. See, I, I give it the well, low score. Uh, the the yeah, lot of elements. Gave uh, six. Six, yeah. Yeah, but there, there was lots of elements that I loved about the film. Um, those scenes that had like the super um, um, imposed a shot. Yeah. You could see the guy was there sitting at home. And uh, his mistress, uh, the, the woman he fancies, was hugging him, but faded out. So it yeah. was yes. indicating that it was, it was on his brain, it was on his mind. He was thinking about her the whole time, you know. And um, those lovely tracking shots, those forced perspective. Um, like Melo mentioned about the green screen bit when he, they walked through town and all the Yeah, different. that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and it, the, the nice story that, you know, it was the, the kind of, I, you know, I, the guy was called Man, I think. I don't think he had a name yeah. in the movie. But it was something like Man's Desire for something else, you know, but not realising what he had already. He, he had the great life, but he was wishing for something better, you know, the life in the city. Yes. The life with something else, you know, not with wife and child at home, but something something, something more. But the reason I... And I was enjoying the movie, but the bit I just could not get over... I, and it kind of ruined it for me. And I understand, before I, get, before I explain why, but I understand the movie's ha- is like two hours long or whatever it is, or hour and a half long. They have to kind of fit the story in that time frame. But for me, if the husband tried to kill the wife and then after a tram ride and, and, and walking past the church or going into the church, he goes, actually, you know what? It's okay. You know, you're, you're having an affair. You, you, you tried to kill me. You planned it all out. And stuff. You, you worked out the detail, you know, how you can actually kill your wife. But you know what? It's, it's okay. I'll forgive you. And, and that, I couldn't get over that 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 part of it. For the yeah. rest of the movie, I, it, it lost me there. You know, and like I said, I knew, I know we have to, they couldn't, you know, go on for days and days and weeks, you know, over, over the forgiveness part of it, because that wasn't the point of the movie. 
but it, I, I just couldn't I couldn't engage in it anymore after that. So it lost me after that point of it. Um, and so yeah, it was just too quick for me, um, and, and that's why I, I reduced my score. Okay. I well, I suppose you got to think of it that she. I mean, she knew him for how many years? Probably they were going out and they were married. They had a child. So really, this aberration was probably a small part of their relationship. Yes, okay. And I guess she was so relieved that he probably didn't murder her. Maybe he. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. yeah. You know, well, you know, our viewers might find out at some point. Obviously, Mel and John are married and stuff. So if, if John. Um, <laughs> Went to kill you after sleeping with somebody else. I mean, sleeping with somebody for a long time. You mean get up? is not you, Michael. <laughs> yes, anyway, that that would be another. That's that's some another Greek tragedy or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree. I don't think I'd be as forgiving. I suppose. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. that's a bit the last me. Yeah, I see it. Um, I see what you mean. <laughs> I, I I understand that. I do. I I I really do get that. But I was I was. You, 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 you could overlook that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, what I would have found it a better ending, um, and was the opposite of what you were saying, John. But she died, you know, the wife died, and the mistress goes, you know, he goes, actually, it was him. We planned it all out. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then he he realised what he has, and then lose it. I think that would have been a, a more satisfying satisfying ending. So you wanted her to die, Michael? I wouldn't be able to cope. Well, this is why I didn't want to bring it up because you were no. going so emotional, no. John. Um, but yeah, I. I I, I, I thought that would be a nice twist to it. I, I assumed that was what was going to happen. And then it was like, oh, no, she's vibe all happy. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't, you know. So. I love my happy endings, Michael. I love my happy endings. And everyone loves he's a, happy he's a romantic at heart, so I'm safe enough. He's not going to murder me anytime yeah, yeah, soon. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a 10 out of 10 for me. This, this, this movie is definitely one of the best movies I have ever seen. No doubt about it. Oh. Okay, well, we'll go on then. I could, I, I, I could give it a higher score. Yeah. Michael, you're next. You're going to talk about On Shen and On Shen and Yes, okay. Um, you know how we all introduce a, a movie and we talk about the kind of what's happening in it? Yeah. I feel I would not <laughs> be, able to, be able to do that because there is no structure no. to it. There is no plot to it. There is no cause and effect about all this and stuff. Um. When I was at uni and we, we looked at this film, the lecturer there, um, Theresa, she was going on for, for um, the whole lesson, talking about how um, all these symbolism and all these kind of metaphors were in this movie. But after doing some research on it, the, um, the, the, the maker of it, like myself, um, Louise Bagnon, he he said that there was no meaning for it. There was no structure to it. He wanted to create something that had no meaning to it, yeah. that had had no structure. Um, he felt, you know, even though movies are still quite new, all the movies are following into a pattern. You know, buy me girl or something like this. You know, everything everything has a cause and effect. And he wanted to create something that was so unique, something different. And the way I think I look at it is, um, if you had a dream. They're in your head, and you took it out of your head and put it on a movie and showed people what your dream was. Because dreams make no sense; they're just random events and stuff. And that's what you wanted to create. Yeah. So I don't think I enjoyed the movie. I don't think it wasn't something that, like you know, you could or less hope, like, like the sunshine one, and stuff. Less hope that you know everything works out in the end. You couldn't enjoy it that way, but you could enjoy it in terms of it was something something completely different. I watched it with my son, um, who was nine at the time, and he and he watched it and like you know just bizarre and stuff. Like he, he his head couldn't comprehend what he was seeing. Yeah, you know he didn't know why things were happening and stuff. And maybe that's something as a movie, something as good as well and stuff. You, you, you know, movies tell you exactly what's happening. Everything's from A to B to C to D, you know, and something like that. When you're watching a movie like avant garde and those things, you know, you're wondering. Why is that happening? And that makes you more interested in the movie somewhat sometimes yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, there was some, you know, some good things in there as well. Um, I think it showed male aggression towards women as well. So there's kind of that kind of storyline to it a little bit as well. Um, um, it influenced loads of people throughout history as well. Um, after watching this movie, I think I send you both a clip of um, 
Oh, I can't remember the artist's name now. Um, um, but he referenced that, you know, he was carrying two pianos over his shoulders in one of his, his music videos. Um, so it's still, for a 1928 movie, you know, it, it still has an influence today and people are still referencing it and stuff. So the bottom, but for me, I mean, I give it a five out of ten because I felt it was just too random. You know, there's one bit that, you know, ants were coming out of the hands and one bit we poking a stick on a, a um, detached hand, you know, and next the guy was getting overly randy because the woman was almost going to die on, on the road, you know, being hit by a car. And it was just a lot of random stuff. And it, it you know, it was just too much for me, I guess, to, to appreciate. The, uh, I'm so used to films that have a structure. It, it's difficult to watch a movie that doesn't have a... But I have a little interesting fact. Um, the the makers of it, they went to the premiere of the film, and the guy um, uh, Lewis, he um, uh, Louise, I mean, um, he um, he carried rockets in his pockets because he was so convinced that everyone would hate the movie so much that he had to use rocks to choke to hit people to be able to get away. Um, and he was that convinced, but people seemed to love it. But um, yeah, I, I think some people get appreciation of, and some people go, "What the hell is it?" I, 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 it's, it's, it's difficult, yeah, to watch. But anyway, yes, John, what what do you? No, I was going to say, I know which side I'm on. I don't get it. I didn't like it. I gave it one out of ten. I was going, "What the hell's going on here?" I thought it would. I mean, I watched it, and I thought it would all tie in in the end. Like you said, it wasn't. It wasn't that kind of movie. It didn't all tie in in the end. There was no link. That the, it was pretty gross, really. Uh, Our first French movie, though. But yeah, one out of ten. Definitely wouldn't watch it again. I, I, I get what Michael is saying about it. Like for me, this is is not a movie. This is this is it, it was a piece of modern art, um, and I compare it to like Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce, which is a novel, but it's unreadable. Um, but through Finnegan's Wake, there's a theme and there's some form of a story and it, like, but it, it's completely, uh, you know, inapproachable, you know, to kind of read it. And I found this movie the same, um, you know, for me, I was wondering why, do, why is it on a, a list of movies? Because for me, it doesn't fall into the category of a movie. For me, it's a piece of modern art. If I was to score it as a piece of modern art, I'd score it higher than a two, um, because for me it just it was just uh, scene after scene like a dream sequence, no doubt about it. Like that's what he was trying to do, like James Joyce. So it's of its time. It's you know Joyce was writing Finnegan's Wake at the same time this this movie was kind of uh, being released. So it's of its time. It's a piece of surrealism. Um, it's modern art, um, but it doesn't belong for me on a movie list. The advantage of it was that it was quite short. Yes, it was like <laughs> 20 minutes or it something. Was, uh, yeah. If it but had been see, any longer, I'd have given up. But I mean, you say it's not on a movie list, but uh, it's, you know, we were so used to having genres, like you know, science fiction, this is plot. Um, so having something just doesn't fit into a category doesn't necessarily make it a movie. I mean, a movie is images that, you know, that we're seeing on a screen. That still makes a movie. It was just, it's just so, so real. That yeah. it still counts as a movie, but it doesn't. It doesn't fit into one definition. Maybe one movie is. Or so, yeah, so. I, I I agree with that. Um, no, I'm with the nine year olds. Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> like, is it? It's for me. It's it's a piece of modern art. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Gunter. And okay. yeah. it's referenced in the Pixie song. So in the Pixie song, the baser, the very first scene of the movie is slicing up eyeballs. That's right. There is a, if you haven't seen song, the movie, so. there's a slicing of an eyeball scene, which yeah. as I said, the movie's pretty gross. So, But that, that came about because he had a dream that the knife was cutting the moon open. And then he right. sees a shot with the knife, the cloud going across the moon, and then the shot of the eye being open. Yeah. Like it was like one random idea after another that just put it all together. So and, really, and, we could make that movie just based on our dreams. We could, you know yeah. But I, mean? yeah. well, yeah. I mean, it must be still, you know, how, how, do, how do you express your dreams in, in a physical form? 
Uh, I, you know, so just, you know, and I guess, you know, if it was still a new invention, this was a way yep. of showing yep. something, your inner thoughts. Yep. It's a movie invention that did not take off, I'm glad to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. There, there probably is lots of other top movies like that. <laughs> Maybe. So you, not on this list, I hope. No, we're not on the list. Not, <laughs> not yet, anyway, no. I lost my, um, right, yeah, go on. Yeah, So the okay. next one, then, is, is yours, Amel, I think, okay. is it? La Passion and de Joan of Arc. It's another French movie, and this time it's 1928. It is, well, I think we all know the story of Joan of Arc, but it's based on the, the trial of Joan of Arc. And it's a, it's a hard movie to watch. Oh, yeah. It, um, the first half hour of it, I hated it. I hated the, the monks. I hated, the monks just seemed to be talking, 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 and then one line came up, and I thought, surely they're saying more than that. The um oh the the but then as it went on I gotta admit I watched it in two parts I watched the first half hour and then I went oh I need a break and then I came back but the, when I came back to it it actually grew on me I mean it's really a movie about the mental torture of a young girl by these old men mm, definitely I mean they tortured her with offering her communion if she confessed and not giving it to her because she wouldn't. They showed her physical means of torture. They, um, oh, they even did fake letters. Like, it, it was horrific. Now, the actress was brilliant. I mean, you could see how tortured she was. It was a bit long as well. I mean, I, it could have been shorter because we got the idea of the torture of the and what they put her through. And, yes, spoiler alert, in the end, they do burn her at the stake. <laughs> but the... Yeah, it was hard to watch, and it did take me a while to get into it, but I eventually, what did I score it after? I gave it six. Mm. Um, probably a bit harsh, but yeah, I think because it was long, but yeah, it was tough to watch. Wasn't I she thought, yeah. unbelievable? She was unbelievable. She, uh, her only movie. She was a stage actress. I never And she I, even cut her hair for it. So. Yeah, it was one of the Go best performances I've ever seen. Like, yeah, her face was etched in my brain. I went yeah. to bed that night and I'm like, I couldn't get the image of her out of my head because it focuses on her face like so much. So much. And you see her just breaking down in tears. Like, it, 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 it was a real slog to watch, but she she just stole every scene. It has to, be, it has to go down as one of the greatest acting performances ever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. She quite a lot. There were a lot of tears. Yes. But then, under the situation she was in, why not? Michael, what did you think? Well, just just the part you were making there, it reminded me a little bit of Sinead O'Connor. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 Nothing compares to you. Yeah, yeah with, the eye, uh, with the shaved head as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I set through it all in one setting, uh, one sitting, and it, it did feel a little bit... Um, long to watch it it felt like i was waiting for it's finished i wanted to end at this point myself but um there's, there's certain things i liked about it um had um lots of highs and low angles in there so every time we looked at the, um, the monks they were all being looked up at you know stuff to show how powerful they were and, and she was always being looked down at showing that she was in a kind of weak position um to use um short and short and um, soft and hard and um, contrast so every time we saw her she was in um kind of soft focus so it reminded me of like when we used to watch them um, well when we, used to, when we were kids we watched um star trek and we watched um oh, yeah. every time when the women were there and stuff there was like almost out of focus you know everything was just showed this yeah yeah uh, part of it but so she was kind of but they were harsh they were harsh in focus so now they were harsh, and, but she was kind and soft, while they were in focus and harsh yeah. and horrible. Yeah. Um, so some freaky looking, freaky looking monks, sorry. Freaky looking monks, yeah. Um, uh, it, it showed the pain, like you two mentioned about her, her acting, absolutely fantastic and stuff, you know, and was a lot of shots of her face. Yeah. So that must have taken some acting, just the yes. whole that camera position of her. Um, it reminded me a little bit um, when we were watching these student films years ago, and it was just showing what other students did. And this one student had the opening shot of a building, um, like a restaurant, and he just held the shot for 10 minutes. 
and it was very, very slowly moving in. But you, barely, you could notice it. And I wouldn't do something like that, you know, if I was making a film, you know, it was, you know, you, you have your establishing shot, you see what's happening, and then you move to the next, you move inside. But you just held the shot. I don't think it was kind of brave. So in that way, I, I thought it was good to held the shot for a long time. And it also reminded me of um, The Shining. Uh, you know, every you know, it's a horror movie, you have like a jump cut and you see something bad happening or something like that. But in yeah. The Shining, they had, um, you know, when they go around the corner and see that the twins can play with us, they hold that shot on for a really long time. Yeah. Just, it makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's, you, you could feel her on being yes. uncomfortable, yeah. you know, for holding onto her face all the time and just holding onto it. Um, so, yeah, it was good, but it, it was just, there were so many close-ups, it, it became difficult to watch because yeah. you just like showing the face, showing the face, showing the face. And um, and there was no kind of spatial awareness between, you know, you know, lots of movies that have like a, a two shot, you see what two people are in relation to each other and then do like a, you know, close up of one person's face and close up of another person's face. But you didn't have that. It was like, so you didn't, you, you can't wonder where or how close or far away from each other and that stuff. I, I presume that it was done on purpose, but um, and it, it, I, I just couldn't relate to it and stuff because of more spatial awareness of it. So I, I, I gave it a, um, I think I gave it the lowest score and stuff. Yeah. I think it was 5.5. Mm. I didn't enjoy it, but I don't know if I said between two settings, yourself did, yeah. I watched half of it, took a break, came back a few days you know, later and come back and watch it again. I might have enjoyed it more because I kind of marked it straight after I watched it. Yeah. So I don't know if that affects it or not. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I gave it seven and a half. Um, I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, reading up about it, 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 it's interesting because they had the, the transcript of the, the, the actual trial um, from whatever the 1400s and the, the, the dialogue in the, the storyboards was taken from oh, the yeah. trial so it was purely factual um and it, the 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 trial scene at the start it, it's like you were actually there <laughs> you know you know just looking in as a, a an observer um and your heart would be was just breaking for joan like because you could just see her you, you know i say the actress went through torture actually making the movie because she looked <laughs> she just, was in yeah. torture yeah, yeah. I agree with you too, Michael, though. If we had seen how close the monks or the judges were to her, if they had been closer, if we could see that they were right on top of her, it might have been even more yeah, of, oh, my yeah. goodness, how, how mean are they to her and that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would have added to it. And, it, yeah, they could have cut out some of the face, yeah. the faces. But yeah. She was brilliant. I, 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 she was brilliant. Took too, it just was just too much to watch and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's I wouldn't watch it again because it was a hard it's, watch. It, it's yeah. hard, yeah. It's a hard watch. Okay. Oh my goodness, are we going on to man with a, man movie, with camera. a movie camera? I, I mean, that, that's me. I, I you get like I get you the, like these weird movies. Going yeah, on. <laughs> I get the good ones to introduce about the plot and and, and story of of, of these uh, movies. Um, uh, as in no get, plot, <laughs> no, no story. Um, but this this is I think that. It's the, it's the only documentary on the list so far. There's only one that's a documentary. I don't think we have any other documentaries on now. Um, we might do coming up later, um, but so far um, we haven't seen any other documentaries of her. Um, so, so it's interesting that way, in that we we can look at it a little bit differently. But um, again, we're used to documentaries that has. A meaning to like you watch the blue planet or something showing the life of, of sea creatures you know or something like that or a documentary about, about a movie and it shows how the movie was made or the history of the movie and with this one it felt difficult to understand what it was about you know it was like okay what is actually happening here um so i felt it was um um, it, it was kind of emphasized the films can go anywhere. You know, this is a movie that movies, you know, the films can go anywhere and see anything. And it kind of showed you a little bit, but the day of life, because it was like people waking up in the morning and there was, you know, 
buses going out and stuff like this. And it was like the whole day and it's like almost a journey today. And this was showing a documentary of, of our life of, 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 um, of a Russian, Russian uh, movie, a Russian city. Um, so, it, um, yeah, so the points I made about this was, um, it was, they showed a lot about but the camera and editing of it. Um, so they showed the camera and they showed the editing techniques. Um, and also, um, I guess I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but it was, I don't know if they were um, gendered. These, these roles because um, used to be lots of editors were females and the idea was it was the idea they didn't males didn't do the editing jobs because they felt like it was like sewing so lots of the first editors in the world was um, females so we see the men were doing the camera work and the women were doing editing so I, I don't know if it was a reflection of, of that um, yeah it was I, I guess it was exploration of life. Um, it was showing about, you know, the, like I said, we actually you physically saw a baby being born uh, and you saw all the way all to life, everything being explored of her. Um, I guess, you know, as a documentary, though, it wasn't it wasn't realism. It, it felt a little bit like surrealism because they had lots of forced perspective, like cameras on top of things and things moving backwards and moving slower, um, you know, things slowing down, all these kind of things that were happening. You know, during the movie, um, the documentary. So it, it felt like you know it was trying to show it in realism, but also how other people perceive it or stuff. So I guess it's the kind of you know the cinematic eye compared to the human eye. So I would see everything straightforward, but the cinematic eye we can see things differently. Yeah. Again, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it and stuff. Um, but ultimately, as a documentary, uh, I I felt like it bored me. Um, because like I was watching it and I was like, okay, I keep going on. Um, and what it reminded me, I think the comments that I wrote when I initially saw it, um, um, it reminded me like a first year student who found the effects button on on a computer on on a you know, and then they go, oh, it can make this go rewind. I can make this speed up, and I go, yeah. you know, it, it seems you know for the first time. I guess maybe you know, nineteen twenty nine, it was still a movie that. You know, people are still exploring what what movies can do, and maybe this was showing, you know, this was what what technology can do, what can create and stuff as well. So that's that's what that's my two cents too. Anyway, um, but yeah, I give it. I think I give it a six. You know, because it, it was interesting, but not enough to give it any higher mark than that. Well, I was a lot meaner than that. I gave it two <laughs> out of ten. I gave it two point five. <laughs> um, I, I thought. Um, I understand like it, it really was a documentary on the art of the possible. This is what you can do with a video camera. Here's, you know, it, it was just setting up scenes and showing off with the trickery. But if you look at what we've watched before, if we look at um, Sunrise or you look at Metropolis, they were they came before this. So I was like, you know, I was like, meh, so what? Yeah, guy goes around with a camera. Great. It belongs in a university, not on a movie list. Yeah, because you could have put a good story. You can do all this for effects if you want to show them off, but put a story with it. Yeah. You know, that that's, of course, me. Well, I mean, if, if, you, if you have a story, I guess, then it become a movie. But if you do a documentary, then you're exploring life without having a storyline, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know... You might have gathered from what we're talking about that Michael is a student of movies with a <laughs> master's in this. Yeah. So he looks at it from a different perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but me, I could have done without the birth scene. Thank you very much. Yeah. And um, oh, I didn't get it. And we, but it just... I loved the um. There was one scene though where they had photographs. They showed them earlier, and then they came back to him. But then they they went into the people moving. So the photograph was there, and then suddenly they were moving. Yeah. That was really cool. I think five that minutes of a, a tram going back and forth is enough for anybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I want, a, I want a movie or a documentary. I want to know something at the end and no. Yeah, but didn't, I, think, didn't do for me. I think it was a documentary though about here's what's possible, possible with this yeah. new this, this new medium. But then introduce it like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is what we can do. Rewind. This is what yeah. we can do. Move forward. Here's <laughs> a know? tram. Here's another <laughs> tram. And here's the same <laughs> tram again. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Shall we just agree to disagree? <laughs> and yeah. a completely well, different I, Russian I, movie. 
Yeah, the I mean, I'm trying to be honest with, 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 with the movies that I watch. I think, like, you know, okay, I have to try to judge it in lots of different ways. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I know, if, you know, ultimately there has to be a movie that you enjoy, enjoy watching and go, oh, that was brilliant, go and watch yes. that. Well, I wouldn't go to other people and go, that was brilliant, go and watch that and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yes. I'm a definite. But I guess if, if you're making, I bet all the documentaries in the world, all the documentary makers in the world have seen that. Movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I've looked at it uh, as a reference point and stuff of of early documentary and stuff, movie maker and stuff. Because you used to have like documentaries in England, but they were just like they tell you about how the post walk, yeah, or how the gas board walk, and they were just right. kind of factual. Yes, this wasn't realism. It was you know another way of doing stuff. But yes, this it's it's an acquired taste. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, our last one tonight. We'll let John talk about this because yet again it's romantic, so therefore it got the highest score from John. Yeah, he gave it an eight out of ten. Eight and a half. I, oh, I sorry, eight and a half. Yeah, Whereas Michael and I were well, Michael was only a six and I was a four. Yeah, you got to be ashamed yeah, yeah. of yourself, guys. You really <laughs> ought to be ashamed Go on, of yourself. Tell us all about City Lights. So, okay, this is the first Charlie Chaplin movie on the list. There's going to be three Chaplin movies. Um, I really didn't know anything about Charlie Chaplin, uh, only what I what I kind of watched as a kid on a Saturday morning in RTE in Ireland when we had two channels that used to kind of show Chaplin stuff. So this was my first introduction to Charlie Chaplin. Um, and this is a great movie. This was hilarious. I don't know what you guys were watching. <laughs> I really don't. Um, movie from 1931. Um, it stars his tram character, his famous tram character. Um, this was, they were making movies with, with, with voice and sound at this, at this time. And Chaplin held firm and was like, no, no, I, I'm going to continue on with the silent movie medium. You know, his tram character, he was saying, is, is more like, um, you know, it's all animation and it's all set pieces. And he didn't want the tram to talk. So he continued on. Um, so I'm going to go through the story. Go so the story. it's about a, a flower girl played by Virginia Sherrill. She's just brilliant. She's very poor and about to be kicked out of her apartment. So she sells flowers on this street corner. Um, and the tramp uh, Chaplin's character, uh, you know, happens by um, and he goes to, to, to buy a flower offer. And she obviously can't see that he's a tramp. And behind there's a limo pulls up and she could hear a door close on a limo as Chaplin is walking away. So you get the impression that she thinks that Chaplin is a rich man. Okay. And that's kind of the, the pretense of the movie is that this poor flower girl um, thinks that she's just had an interaction with a very rich person. Um, so that same evening, um, the tramp saves a millionaire who's trying to kill himself. So the millionaire has a, a rope tied around a rock tied around his neck and is, is trying to throw himself into the harbor and the tramp saves him from killing himself in this hilarious set piece um that was we watched it again this evening and it, it yeah, was hilarious and the tramp saves the man's life and the 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 millionaire befriends the tramp and they go on this big bender and they go get drunk and they go back to the millionaire's house and they have great fun and the millionaire is giving the tramp champagne. But then when the millionaire wakes up the next morning and he's sober, he doesn't remember the tramp. So you have all of this kind of set piece for who are you? What are you doing in my house? And he throws them out of the house. Um, so that that kind of repeats itself for, for a while. And then one day the tramp goes to the, the flower girl's apartment and overhears a doctor saying to her, that you're really sick and you need to get medical treatment. Um, and he then goes out and he gets a job of a, 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 a street sweeper to get money for her, to kind of help her. Um, and then he sees in the paper that there's this cure for blindness and he reads it out to the girl in, in a, from a newspaper and he says, hey, there's this, there's this cure for blindness there. Um, and he said to her, I'm going to get you the, the treatment that, you know, I'm going to get you the money for this treatment and he promises to get the money for the girl. And he also then, the money that he's earned from the street cleaning, he he's paid the rent for the girl so she doesn't get thrown out of her apartment. So he's in love with this girl. This girl is in love with him. The girl think that the girl still thinks that he's some wealthy millionaire. 
So he loses his job anyway because he kept showing up late for work because he was trying to help out the girls so much. Um, and he finds himself going to a boxing match. So this boxer says to him, listen, will you fight me? Um, it's a fake fight um, and we'll split the proceeds of the of the fight. But just before the fight, the other boxer gets arrested and a real boxer comes into the ring and Chaplin is like, oh my God, Like I'm going to get the crap beaten out of me here. And he, he's, the way they were dancing around the referee, um, it, it's just a hilarious, and it's a really famous scene. A lot of people you know, would, would have seen that kind of boxing scene with Chaplin in the ring. Absolutely hilarious. Um, so anyway, after that, he meets the, the millionaire and tells him of the flower girl's kind of situation and looks for money from him so that he can give to the flower girl. And the millionaire agrees they go on a bender, they get really drunk. And that night, the house gets broken into by burglars and the burglar knocks out the millionaire and he's knocked out unconscious. And then the police arrive and they see Chaplin with the money that the millionaire has given him. Then the millionaire wakes up and doesn't remember who Chaplin is. So Chaplin gets arrested, but he escapes arrest um, and manages to get the girl, uh, give, give the girl the money for her treatment. And then Chaplin gets sent to jail. So. He's put away for we don't know how long. So the end of the movie cuts in and we don't know anything about the girl. And we see Chaplin on the street. And then we see the girl and she's has her own flower shop. So she's really successful. Um, and Chaplin is on the street corner and he's getting um, picked on by by people. People are throwing stones at him as a tramp. And then he sees the flower girl. Well, the flower girl sees him first and all she sees is this poor tramp outside and she's laughing at him um, and the tramp picks up a flower from the street and looks into the window and sees her and he he recognizes her obviously she doesn't recognize him and you're kind of my heart was absolutely breaking and I've watched this a few times since and I bawled my eyes out a few times when I've watched it um, so he's looking in the window and she sees him and then his he's a flower in his hand and the flower breaks up the petals just he's just falls and then the woman comes around and she gives him a rose and he takes the rose from her um, and he doesn't want her to to touch him because she, he she would recognize him if she touched him so then he, he he goes to walk away from her because he knows he doesn't want her to to recognize him and see him the way that he is and she grabs him by the hand and puts a coin in his hand and she you could the look on her face you could see oh my god it's it's my millionaire and she has this look of kind of confusion and then she she kind of feels his hand and then she puts his hand up to her face and goes it's you isn't it and he goes yes and then he says to her did it it work didn't it and she goes yes it worked and then she grabs his hand and pulls it to her chest and the movie's over and i'm even well enough now talking about it <laughs> this last scene was unbelievable i was saying it to mel that when, when i watched it like my heart was breaking and I've read so much about this scene. So many people have said that this is the greatest scene in, in, in movie history, um, like from an acting perspective, the way it was set up. And seemingly Chaplin worked on this scene for weeks and weeks and weeks to get it right. And if people don't watch the movie, just watch the last scene, knowing the story. It is, it's like Chaplin is a genius. And this scene at the end of this movie is is the reason why people revere him as a movie maker. He may not be a very nice person outside of movies, but the, the, I was like watching this and I was like, this is unbelievable. Well, I was watching a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, if the boxing scene hadn't been in it, it probably would have got like one. Well, the boxing guys. scene was hilarious, but I suppose I'm all about honesty, you know? Why didn't he just say, listen, I don't have any money? Because, I mean, let's face it, she fell in love with a millionaire. How <laughs> difficult is that? <laughs> no, it didn't do it for me. And um, I not that I do like Charlie Chaplin movies, but no, this one did nothing for me. Uh, the boxing scene, I said, was hilarious. The The rest of it was like, meh. What about you, Michael? What did you think? You were like, Michael and I are obviously in agreement on this one. I was even I was even bored listening to John go back about it. <laughs> oh, no, no, I mean it is it is a beautiful story. Um, I I, and I got the market got because of the story of it because it is it's well told, it um it's emotional, 
it's a, it's a sweet ending to it. It's heartfelt. You know, it had all that. And all done through, through the silent, you know, silent movie. And I can understand why John was mentioning at the beginning that um, he didn't, you know, sound was coming around, but he didn't want to have sound in it um, because he's such a visual artist, Charlie Chaplin and stuff. I know we watched the movie later on um, with sound with Charlie Chaplin, but it, it worked because the timing and everything in it and stuff was just perfect for Charlie Chaplin. Um, and yeah, I, I found the boxing scene very funny. I thought that was really good. And, and was this the movie? Oh, we're getting mixed up. Was this the movie we had the boat scene? We had to get a piece of wood, and then find a piece of wood, and he takes out the piece of wood, and the boat falls into. No, the wrong movie. Oh, okay, Definitely. so that's why we didn't get a higher movie then. That must be modern yeah. times then, was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, everything you know, that thing, all everything was was really good. But it was it was a comedy drama slash romance, and the the. Um, the romance part of it was really good. Um, there's nice drama bit in it, but it, it, it was a comedy, and the idea of a comedy to make me laugh, that didn't do it. It didn't make me laugh. You know, apart from the boxing scene, it yeah. didn't make yeah. me that, laugh that much and stuff. So, yeah, a beautiful story, well told, great acting in it, but it, it's, you know, it, it, it was mixed with these comedy bits that didn't make me laugh. And it didn't, if it was just a drama and a romantic movie, um, I, I think I would have given it a higher score. We, we could have the comedy bit of it, but that obviously wouldn't be Charlie Chaplin and stuff. That wouldn't that wouldn't work. Um, so because of that, I give it a six and maybe a little bit harsh on it because it was a nice sweet story. But I, I think I, I, I dropped it point because it did it didn't make me laugh enough. Yeah. No, it didn't make me laugh either, except for the boxing scene. The rest, I suppose, maybe that was it. I was expecting a comedy and I didn't get it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's why I was so mean. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, if they had sold it as a romantic comedy, I would have went, aww. But yeah. I don't, I don't think I would have. <laughs> guys, I don't know, I don't yeah, know what no, you're watching. No. It, it that the way it, you wanted him to meet the meet her at the end, like it was all building up. The way it was built up, that, that was never we a doubt. we I know, but just the, the way it was done. If you look at every single romantic comedy movie that's come after that. That's the template. That end scene is the template. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, you know, he but, invented that. That is, the, and the way he acted that himself, it's flawless. Like, it's absolute genius. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about the ending, though. I mean, we it left on a bit of a cliffhanger because we assumed they would get together. We don't actually know that and stuff. We just... He just, she just recognised him and went, mm -hmm. and then cut it up. It and I quite like that bit because you were saying that all of them kind of match movies. They see they're together, they kiss, they live happily ever after. That's how lots of them went, but this one didn't. So I quite like the fact that it didn't show it. And there was one of the um, the later Charlie Chaplin movies and stuff because he was, I think, it was modern times when we were expecting to get the money and become rich. It didn't. They're still poor at the end of the movie and stuff. And yeah. lots of movies, they 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 come they come rich at the end. You know, there's um, you know, they make it rich and they make it successful, and that's how the movie ends. And these these movies didn't do that themselves. You know, Charlie movies. Yeah, this, that, that's, yeah. This girl now has uh, had her own business, and now she's got to support some old Trump. Yeah, so but, I mean. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not that, well. It's not. It's not the dream, is it? Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> just, just absolutely. He was a nice person, though. Well, oh, the character just, was a nice whole, person, I suppose. Just beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Oh. No, it was a sweet story. I, I, I put down my notes like a sweet ending, heartfelt story. Um, the saney situations, and they were kind of funny as well. But I guess you know, I, I didn't. It. I said, if if it could make me laugh, or to get the comedy part of and just focus on on romance, I think that would have worked. If it had a giant freaking robot in it, another year, I'd have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm going to watch it again. Oh no, yeah. I'm going to watch it again. Because uh, I haven't. Yeah. No. I'm watching it again. I'm going to give it another eye. I'm going to give another view. See what does my mind change? Yeah, yeah. Now that I know what to expect, that I'm not expecting the general like Buster Keaton. Yeah. Which is what I was kind of expecting, I suppose. Yes. Yes. So. And I loved his later ones, so yeah. I yeah. think it was just this one didn't do it for me. No. And maybe, I need a robot. Maybe, I need a robot. 
And it's maybe, maybe at the end of the flower girl, she'll bust out of her skin and turn into a robot. And yeah, I yeah. would have been, hey, hey, now you're talking. That, that would have been an ending either, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that was it, yeah. But maybe maybe something with Charlie Chaplin, he's something you don't like at first, and then over time, you appreciate. Because I think my movies, I went from 6, 8 to a 10, I think, or something, yeah. or something like that. Um, so maybe you appreciate Charlie Chaplin over time. So this was the first Charlie Chaplin movie I saw. Didn't think too much of it, but I understood his comedy and, and appreciated what he was doing and, and the art form that he was creating. And I enjoyed it more after that. Yeah. Myself. So maybe, maybe you're right, but going back and watching it again. Yeah, I will. Um, well, I'm going to have to. John's going to want to watch it again. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, I'm just going to come in. It's going to be on the TV screen. Yeah, so. it, uh... <laughs> I have no choice. I'll video the tears the next time. Yeah, for you, that's awesome. It's just beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so that's that's the six movies. Um, yeah, that's um, so that was good. So um, thank you. And the next six movies on the list um, are another German movie by Fritz Lang called M. Then we've got Dracula, King Kong, It Happened One Night, L'Atlante, and A Night at the Opera. So they're the next six movies that we're going to review. You can contact us if you want. We have an email address, jimonmovies at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Twitter at movies underscore Jim. Any comments, any questions, anything you'd like us to talk about or anything you want to add, please do. I need my family to watch um, City Lights and row in behind me on this because right, okay. this is now a matter of, you know, this is family <laughs> against family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, di we've divided along family lines, have we? Yes, yeah. We will have to get some of the, your brothers and sisters on board. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they were invited. Yeah, they yeah, invited. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, shall we say goodbye for now? We will. This has been John, Imelda, and Michael. And we are. Jim on movies. movies.